Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Welcome, everybody, to another amazing episode of Saturday Morning Rewind with your host, Tim Nadell, which is me, of course. Please take some time out of your day to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. And my second account is at Tim the Toon Man, and that's all one word. With today's interview, I'm taking you guys all the way back to the year 1990. We're going to be chatting all about one of my favorite childhood films, Teenage mutant ninja turtles because i have the very talented josh pice on the episode today and of course josh was the man behind the voice of Raphael, and also the only voice actor in the movie to also wear the suit so not only do you hear him as a voice but you also see him do the acting in the suit a jose can say go back tell me you didn't pay money for this cricket Nobody understands cricket. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. But of course, this episode is brought to you by our amazing Patreon supporters. Thank you, Mike Clements, Gemma Bright, Tori Garvin, Q Fortier, our newest supporter for May, TNT Life. And if you want to help us out, please go to our donation tab on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. You'll find all the information for Patreon right there. And 100% of your donations go to the show, and help keep it running. And it starts at only two bucks a month. So 1990, seems like forever ago, I was 10 years old, and I just adored the Ninja Turtle movie. I watched it so many times. I even remember holding up my old Panasonic handheld audio recorder to my TV, recording all the audio from the movie, and then going to my bedroom afterwards and transcribing 100% of the audio into a book format. I mean, I was a little obsessed with this movie and Ninja Turtles. And Raphael, he is easily my favorite character, not only in the film, but throughout the entire Ninja Turtle franchise. And Josh came in and just gave him a really cool, unique personality. Not only through his voice, but also in his body language. Oh, and we also get to chat a little bit about his upcoming movie, because he is in the upcoming Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. So stay tuned for that. But anyways, here is the man himself, Josh Pice. Well, first, I want to thank you so much for your time. It, it really is an honor. This, I don't, I'm sure you hear this quite a bit, but Ninja Turtles is still one of my favorite all-time childhood movies. So thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, my pleasure. So I guess we'll just go right into it. Um, usually okay. our show is all about kind of reliving your childhood. That's why I'm talking to you right now because I adored your version of Raphael as a kid. I was doing some research on you this past week, and I saw that your dad actually worked with Albert Einstein before you were born. Is that true? That's absolutely true. My yes. God. I mean, tell me about that. Did he ever talk about Einstein? He talked about it a lot, and actually his work – 
with Einstein and well, really my dad being a theoretical physicist mm -hmm. really impacted me um, in many different ways, even in, in terms of my acting actually. Oh, really? But um, in terms of, you know, he, I mean, so many stories, but uh, one story that really stuck with me was my dad telling me the last time he saw Einstein and he went to visit him. He was he was ill at that time, and he was Einstein was in bed. And uh -huh. my dad came. They worked together for eleven years, uh -huh. and my dad came. You know, he knocked on the door, and Einstein was scribbling away doing calculations, yeah. and came in, and my dad sat down next to him, and they had a conversation, and um, you know, just kind of more chit chat than in anything super profound and this story made such an impression on my dad and and it and made an impression on me as a result but so then my dad walked to the door um and turned around to say goodbye one more time to him and einstein was back at work like <laughs> scribbling and, oh and calculating wow and there's something just kind of really you know beautiful about that yeah just his you know passion and his uh you know to understand you know the physical world that we live in mm -hmm. and uh you know in terms of how you know having a theoretical physicist as a as a father impacted me as an actor uh, as a kid i remember him telling me you know i was you know, I grew up in the East Village and was very rough and tumultuous neighborhood. And it, it was, you know, the kids, other kids, fathers were like bus drivers or school teachers or drug dealers, yeah. uh, all things that like a kid could comprehend. Um, and then my dad would just, you know, scribble these enormous calculations on <laughs> these big blackboards and and I was sitting next to a small table, and he said, you see this small table? I was like, yeah. And he said, you see your your knee? I was like, yeah. And he said, they're both made out of atoms. They're both, you, the smallest part of that table and the smallest part of your knee are the same thing, and they're atoms. And he said, uh -huh. your body is made out of atoms. And when I started auditioning, after going to acting school, I w had so much nervousness uh, when I would audition that it would just screw me up. Yeah. And once I, and I, I recalled that conversation with my dad and started to look at nervousness and body sensation in terms of atoms, in huh. terms of movement in my body. And if I just actually felt the energetic movement of nervousness as opposed to calling it nervousness and then associating it with something bad. But if I actually just felt the actual atomic vibration in a sense, it became creative fuel as opposed to something I had to manage or get over. And, and I also teach something called committed impulse, uh, which is a started out just as an after training. And a lot of it, you know, starts with that premise about, you know, for anybody that needs to create or put their ass on the line to the next level, mm -hmm. they're going to feel more in their body. And, you know, I basically teach people to increase their tolerance for all of themselves, 
and that just creates creative invincibility basically nice yeah very cool now i am definitely a kid of the uh, 80s and early 90s and like i said ninja turtles one of my favorite all-time childhood movies i mean who knew that we'd be sitting right now talking about something you did in the late 80s called ninja turtles you know what i mean yeah i do know <laughs> yeah <laughs> What did yeah, you think? When they, what did you think when you first heard the title of the film? Well, my agent called me and said, uh, "I have an appointment for you for this movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, to play the lead turtle." And I was like, <laughs> I, "I was like, can you say that again?" Because <laughs> uh, I had never heard of. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. At yeah. that time, there was just there were the comic books that were out, which were very dark and kind of culty, and they weren't mainstream, um, but they had certainly a strong, follow, you know, kind of cult following. Uh, but it had not crossed my path, and just the words did not. I had to. It just took me a while to <laughs> kind of see the words, and it's like, what is happening? Um, so, you know, that was that was my first reaction. And, you know, my agent said, just go in on it. Mm. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, I went in, I did some couple. Uh, I, had, I had trained in some martial arts when I was, I used to get mugged a lot as a kid. That's in what York I was City. wondering, okay. Yeah, and so I had done some, when I was, I think I was 13, I started doing martial arts. And then once I started doing that, um, I was never, nobody ever messed with me again. I never <laughs> had to use it, uh, but I think it just gave me an awareness mm -hmm. um, and kind of sh shift, yeah, just shifted my, um, shifted my awareness so that I wasn't, probably prior to that, I was probably, you know, energetically inviting people to mug me, um, but just that, that shifted a lot. So I did a, you know, I did a couple kicks you know kicks in the air and and i created you know in the audition like my sense was this was like a real new york street guy like where i grew up mm -hmm. and a lot of those guys were especially the smaller guys like they would walk in a way where they were trying to make themselves look bigger uh. and they would kind of move their arms in a way like they were pushing through space uh -huh. and it and it almost reminded me you know as i was thinking like how could i create this guy this turtle uh you know like turtles move that way too you know their arms go out to the side huh. to pull themselves forward and there was something similar about these some of these guys that i grew up with and so i started just playing with the physicality of how this guy moves and what he's wow trying to prove and work work through and i even read that your it was your choice to give raf that accent that we hear in the movie too yeah that was my choice and that was i think it was so connected to what i was doing physically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that they just felt like they i had to do the voice and um i think the other guys could have done the voice uh but Anyway, um, it didn't turn out that way, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I'm really happy that I got to do the voice because, you know, it just allowed me to create the, be a, you know, that creature as much as 
as I possibly could. Yeah, because you had a vision of how you wanted it to sound and to look. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, now, to be honest with you, when I was 10, when it first came out, I was a little upset he had that accent because I was so used to the cartoon series that just started airing briefly before that movie. And, of course, they sound like surfer dudes in the the cartoon series. But years later, as an adult, I need to thank you because you gave him that distinct personality. He was so different from the other turtles. And that's what I love about your Raphael. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense too, because why would there be surfers in uh, New York cities anyway? You know what I mean? So your character makes more sense than the other ones do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's that he's, he is different. Um, I I mean, I guess they're all different from one another, but I, I think he's more different than the other three. Mm -hmm. Um, and is you know I feel like he's got more uh, working through you know more stuff than the others are. Yep. Now, how often were you in that suit? Did you do the majority of the fights, or did you have like a stunt turtle double during a lot of those fights? Well, we trained for about three and a half months before filming uh, in Brooklyn, and then we trained for at least three weeks while we in North Carolina where we were shooting. Um, so we did a lot of, uh, a lot of, tra- you know, a lot of martial arts training mm-hmm. and using this, you know, for me using the sigh. So the super impressive stuff I didn't do, <laughs> uh, but I did do a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I did, I did do a lot, you know, going in, in and out of the fights. That was me. And if it was not an incredibly, you know, flying through the air kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and they also didn't want me to get injured. Of course. Um, but you know, I, I did as much as I, as much as I could. And the, and the stunt guys were obviously phenomenal. Yeah. So speaking of the suit, I understand that they flew you to the uh, Jim Henson creature shop in London to get a uh, body casted. What yes. was that process like for you? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, I didn't, you know, it was still like, what's happening? Um, you know, once I got offered and they was like, we're going, you know, you're, we're flying you to London. So I went to the creature shop and that was just a magical place. You mm. know, there were all these creatures in different levels of completion. And, um, and it wasn't, you know, this was pre CGI. So they had all this robotics, you know, I remember, they had a wolf that they were working on for another project and they had all these robotics inside the wolf to make the lip, you know, go up to do a gnarl. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was just amazing how, you know, and it was, it, it was cutting edge technology for its time. Like they were just pushing the envelope. Um, so it was just magical to see that. And then they brought me into a room and there were, <clears throat> two ropes hanging looped ropes hanging from the ceiling and i put my which i put my arms in and then they just started uh i was like wearing like a body they gave me like a body kind of a a super thin body suit and they started doing the entire back of my body and you know we were just like chit-chatting and three guys were doing it uh, from the creature shop and just 
you know, these really playful Englishmen and, and, you know, they're drinking tea and, you know, it's all, <laughs> all fun and games and they do the whole back of my body. And as they put it on, you know, the plaster starts to warm up. Um, and, and, you know, it was like, okay, they did the back of my body and then uh. they started doing the front of my body with you know the back was all done and then they started doing the front and then you know they did the front from my feet up to my up to my pelvis and then that was one thing and then they started doing my chest and then it was like wait a minute like this is i'm complete i'm starting to get completely sealed up and this stuff is hardening and then they do finally they do my head and they and there's two straws coming out of my nostrils so i'm completely sealed up in plaster except for my nostrils and i've never experienced claustrophobia before Mm -hmm. but it was just like i couldn't move and i could just hear them talking and kind of laughing because i was going "Mm -hmm." like okay like let's finish up you know but they had to let it you know, they had to let everything harden and I could hear them, you know, through this muffled sound, you know, kind of laughing. And, um, and then I just, you know, I've done yoga since I was six years old and just started, I was like, okay, I can't like panicking is not, it's not going to help me. And I'm, you know, it's just, I can't go there. And I just literally, imagined this castle i don't know where it came from and just walking through this castle and just seeing all the details of the castle and just kind of you know going walking through this castle and it kind of got me you know through the you know through the time of it wow and then you know and then they start cracking it open you know and that was just like you know, it's just so grateful. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and then later found out that, uh, they kept all of us in there longer than they needed to, because they wanted to see how we would handle it because uh-huh. they knew that what we were going to go through was going to be incredibly intense. Yeah, So that hell. was like a, that was like a, a test that <laughs> we didn't, none of us knew we were we were uh taking wow so you know so that's that's what that experience was like and then they put the two halves of the um you know of the molds that they made of my body together and then they filled that up with uh some kind of a plaster so that and then they cracked that open after that dried and so there was so they basically created my body hmm. in this plaster, um, mold, you know, in a plaster form, and then they built the costume onto that so that it would fit me exactly. And it's still, I, I talk about it quite a bit, those animatronics still look better than most things made nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Did you ever get a chance to, to meet Jim Hansen while you were over there? Oh yeah. Yeah. We would, we went bowling. We would, oh, wow. we all hung out. Yeah. We would just, cause we were doing a lot of night shoots. Yeah. Um, and so we had to, you know, and sometimes we would start really late. Uh, and so we would just do stuff to kind of, uh, like we'd go bowling at like 
seven or eight o'clock at night for a couple hours so that we are we'd be awake and then start filming and wow. be up all night i hear he's just a very humble he was a very humble gentleman that's what i heard so so true just like you know just in it to make things and just yeah. like a real creative yep. like he was there was no no sign of ego like it wasn't about that for him it was like oh what can we do like yeah. how can we make this how can yeah. we make that oh what about this you know just like a magical creative person yep and it's a shame he passed away only i think a month after the movie came out yeah yeah but he was it was you know i'm so glad i got to mm -hmm. spend that little bit of time with him Tell me about slipping the mask on. Where do you see out of, and how much did you see out of the mask? Well, the, um, you know, the first of all, the whole costume weighed about 70 pounds. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. And, you know, they would suit us up from, you know, from feet all the way up to the head. Uh, so the shell would go on, the torso pieces would go on, and then the head would go on and would kind of have to kind of crunch it over your head and then it would kind of snap down and then they would start gluing it the kind of the flaps on the head like underneath the shell and so okay. just you know I just remember like starting you know you'd smell that glue and like you know you were being sealed in oh my and god I could see through like a tiny slit under the eye. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's how, but it was incredibly limited vision. And there were a lot of times on close-ups where they had to seal that up so that we were working blind and we could, we would just <laughs> be able to, uh, because, you know, me and the other guys, like we had trained so much together that we, in a sense, had to kinetically work together because we couldn't see each other. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and there were times, <laughs> you know, where things, you know, we bang into each other or whatever. But a lot <laughs> of the times, you know, we were just it. I have a sense that the fact that there were times where we ha had to work blind or with very limited vision that it in a sense, required us to access these other senses. Yeah. Um, and that, in a sense, I think that came through um, in the into the film. That's what ninjas do. They do exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, and it really forced us to do that. And I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, people connected so much to these characters yep. um because we you know we did our best to you know w we were so challenged um like it was such it was such a uh it almost challenged us to work as so deeply that you know i think our characters just came you know came through the costumes yep I, I completely agree with that. I can see that as you're saying that. Yeah. How come you didn't come back for the sequel or anything else after that? Well, I had made a 
mental note to myself because I had seen, I was starting to meet like some of the other um, actors who had been doing things with, with the creature shop for a while. And I could see like that was a whole path, like a whole career path mm-hmm. of playing these, you know, kinds of, um, you know, creatures that are, you know, in costume. And I, I just knew that I was going to commit fully to this first one, but I, it wasn't something that I wanted to make as my career path. Exactly, yeah. And so that was, um, and I was also, by the time they did talk to me about doing the second one, um, I was I was recurring on Law and Order at that time, mm. and and that just felt more you know, that, that was just the trajectory, um, you know, I chose to take and I'm so glad I did, you know, I did the first one, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to go down that path. Yeah. And I know like Leaf and I, I, the other three guys did go down that path and that's, you know, that's awesome. You know, it's, um, no, no, no judgment. It just wasn't, um, the direction I wanted to go. And the direction you went was amazing. I, I remember when I finally figured out who you were after, I think it was late 90s, I figured out who you were. Um, I think it was watching Scream 3, and I was like, oh my God, there's Raphael right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ray Donovan and uh, upcoming Joker. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I'm super psyched. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, the script is, it's one of the best movies I've ever read. Wow. And it's just very much has the feel of like early De Niro movies. Yeah, I can, I can uh, see that. Like it, like it has a total taxi driver vibe and a, and a king of comedy vibe. It's not like a superhero mm-hmm. movie. It's like a character study of this guy I can't talk about it too much, nope, but I know. Of, of this guy who's it's the origin story and it's just, it's a character study instead of a superhero movie. And it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Well, I am definitely looking forward to it. And I mean, I love yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. I know he's like a method actor, isn't he? Um, I, I would say so. I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, I'll, I'll say that he fully goes there. Yeah. He fully, you know, and whatever um, techniques and approaches he uses, you know, I don't know um, the exact definition of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I will say he commits fully and, you know, it just, he raises the bar of commitment mm-hmm. of like, we're doing this and we're going, you know, <laughs> we're going as deep as we can. Yeah, um, it looks amazing. So, I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. Me too. Do you have anything else coming up or anything else you wanted to promote real quick? Um, well, I'm in a couple weeks starting season seven of Ray Donovan. Yes. So going back to that. And I just finished uh, filming this HBO series uh, that I'm also recurring on. It's called Mrs. Fletcher. Um, it was created by Tom Parada. Okay. Uh, uh, the guy that did the leftovers, uh, also on HBO and it's with Catherine Hahn 
and um, just really fun and really deep and uh, just about just about modern sexuality, basically okay. about what you know what the new rules are and how people deal with just just sex in this time uh, when there's so much you know it's just a very rich topic right now of what's what's what it means Mm -hmm. and what the rules are and what um so that was awesome that was super fun and then the other thing i have coming out in the fall is this movie called motherless brooklyn that um edward norton directed also amazing script and i work with uh bruce willis and alec baldwin willem dafoe oh wow uh, and edward it's just going to be an amazing film it's going to be i mean i i haven't seen all of it Mm -hmm. um but you know when i was doing looping on it like it just uh, you know i saw scenes and pieces um and it just it has that feel of an academy film like it's just a major movie about some really important topics and and it's also uh you know it's set in the 1950s in new york but it's really about it 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 has a lot of uh reverberations to what's happening in the country politically now oh perfect so it's a it's a really rich movie yeah, I'm looking at that, and the cast alone is is the reason to see it. But it sounds even more amazing as you tell it. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal cast. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. Well, all right, Josh. No, seriously, thank you so much for your time today. Like I said, this movie still, I still have a special spot for it in my heart. And thank you so much for the voice and the attitude you gave to Raphael. I really, really did love it. Uh, you're so welcome. I'm I'm glad it had an impact. Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs>